Well, this time tomorrow we'll be in the mountains. Well away. And we need to get back to the mall. You're not serious. Absolutely. That's where we both should be heading. Alice, maybe you haven't quite grasped the situation. The show's over. Elvis has left the building. There's no point in hanging around. Look, Ebony, even if I didn't have a sister back there, I can't just leave those people to get overrun by a bunch of homicidal maniacs. Welcome to Series 2, Episode 50 of Conversation with Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the Shribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Oh. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 2, Episode 50, the screenplay was done by Joe Boyle. It was directed again by John Callen and John Reed. And the episode synopsis were read out by Maggie. Ebony attempts a rescue mission. Chloe demands the truth from Patsy and together they make a startling revelation. But will they be able to warn the rest of the Maw Rats in time? I have a question for you guys. I don't know if it was just me. See, I usually watch episodes in a hurry. And I usually have to watch them at like 1.25 speed. But today I had time, so I just watched it at regular speed. And I can't tell if the episode felt subdued because I had it on regular speed or if that was the tone of the episode. And I just want to know if anyone else got that feeling. Like like Lance said earlier, there wasn't a lot to it. Yeah. Like not much happened. So maybe that that is why. And the things that did happen were very like secluded and private, you know? Just like felt like it was a bummer for Pete. Like, like everyone in the set was kind of like just down in the dumps or something. Mm. I don't know. It just felt like a massive hangover after that wedding. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like that 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 come down the next day after a hard party. You know. Yeah. Like Ella Wilkes, her performance. Now I'm not saying this is what happened, but her performance felt like she had just been told, "You're not coming back for season three. You know oh, what I mean? Like, shoot. that's just how she felt. Ooh. I'm not saying that's what happened because I don't uh-huh. know when she was let go, but her performance is so subdued and just seems not like she's just showing up. She just showed up to say her lines, and it just felt like someone had told her, by the way, Ella, we won't be continuing your contract. We're just going to finish up these two episodes, and then, you know, thanks for the ride, yeah. but that'll be it. That's just, I'm just saying, it's what she felt like to me, you know? It was like, is it just me watching at a regular speed, or <laughs> I just had to ask. No, I, I, I see what you mean. It did feel a bit, yeah. Maybe she knew Bray was going to leave her at the end. Because even Bray, I thought Bray was acting a bit weird. I thought it was bit, in this episode. I thought it was a bit subdued as well. Mm. I don't know. To be honest, none of them really <laughs> stood out to me. Like mm. except for maybe Patsy and Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. That's the yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but it it was the same vibe from nearly everyone. Yeah, it was just an observation. (laughs) Maybe that was just meant to be, you know, the way that it was supposed to to feel. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised me if two episodes, yeah, before they they told her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, for sure. By the way. (laughs) Yeah. With the past few episodes, it's all, well, we don't care about Danny. Yeah. Like, they they are setting it up. And that's why I said, I think I said it the last time I, you know, was on... Mm -hmm. uh, They've been setting this up with Danny and Bray. It's like taking a sideline. It doesn't matter anymore, you know? No. So that Bray can just forget about her and it doesn't make a difference, right? It was like in that little moment they had, she was like, oh yeah, don't forget my dad, <laughs> the virus. She was like, oh yeah, it's like we haven't brought this up for a while. It's oh, like, yeah. you've forgotten completely. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> why you exist. <laughs> yeah, I think they were just like, okay, 
she's gone. That's it. Keep pushing her down. It's just a guess who's coming back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're like, we got to figure out how we can set this up for Bray and Amber. Uh, because we screwed the pooch with this Danny and Bray thing. How can we get uh. rid of her? See, I would have loved to see that. You know? Oh, the two of them? Absolutely. Bray and Amber back. You know, with Amber back and then still having Danny there. Yeah. And just watch that for. See, but we would have gotten like the book stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. You saw how that ended. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just had a thought of <laughs> Amber and Bray's baby being named after Danny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> baby Daniel. Oh. Amber's oh, like, who's Danny? Oh, just, just, you know, someone yeah. helped me through a hard time. You know, yeah. she knew that. She, she knew she just helped me through a rough you know, time. If if it's a boy, we're, we can just call him Dan. We'll call him Dan. Yeah. Dan. <laughs> Dan Daniel. Danny. Oh. You, want, you want to name our baby after the, the person you slept with? And <laughs> no, no, no. Amber, you don't understand. She always knew it was you. It was you. She always knew. And you know what? Unlike Jay, she killed everybody. Her boy had that did. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It is fine. <laughs> and yeah, again, that double director thing was weird. Like it didn't. Nothing in the episode stood out. Like it needed weird. Right. right. Why did it need to? I what? was actually actively. I'm confused. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I wonder if they've always had two directors, like two unit directors, and this is they're finally starting to acknowledge the second unit director mm. like they just never did before it was just the main director who got the credit for the episode and then somewhere along the line in the last episode they started you know crediting maybe they just suddenly had that information to them and they were like oh we should be putting down that there were you know two units working or, or there was a change in contracts yeah yeah mm. i mean I, i've not watched the last the later season for a while but do they list double directors i can't remember if they do or not i don't know i don't know I don't know. I don't think any of us cared enough about those seasons. I depend on the notes to tell me. <laughs> where's Carlin? Yeah, where's Carlin? <laughs> a later seasons do have two directors to them. Mm, That's fair. Okay. But yeah, it's weird. Um, everyone gets some new trap stars as well in this episode. It's, yes, it's, I love Chloe's. Yeah, it's very odd, yeah. Um, again, it, it, it brings up how they filmed this because it's, yeah. Everyone's get Danny gets a new tribe style. Um, Ryan gets a new tribe style. Tyson gets a new tribe style. Everyone like it's weird. Because Danny, she gets a new look just in time to be axed unceremoniously. I know. Yeah. And you want to know what? I like this outfit too, but you guys probably hate it. But that's <laughs> no, fine. I like, think it looks nice on her, and her hair looks so good. Yeah, it's a good look for her, and it's just her farewell outfit. Oh. Yes. Oh, that is a shame. God. <laughs> Wrong. Gosh. Gotta go out looking good. Also, I'm pretty sure that Danny annoys me less now because her and Bray aren't so in my face, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, ah, maybe. Because Amber's coming back, so. I mean, come on. They're, they're played like friends now. It's, it is quite. They are. Thing. That's why I'm like, it's, it's fine. like a kiss on the cheek. Like, oh, you'll be fine. Like, come on. They're an old married couple now, okay? <laughs> They've been together for months. It's been forever. I want you to imagine if they had been played like this in this more natural form the entire season, mm-hmm. how much yeah. more easy it would be to buy the friendship that was building between them. 
Mm. And the, yeah. the sense of dependence, oh, yeah. you know, instead of oh, having yeah. it shoved down our throat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like the antidote. <laughs> it could have been a worse image. So <laughs> I, I yes, know, but yes. you don't know my imagination. So. I got the image of Lex having the antidote literally shoved down his throat. Yes! And that's the, his expression is my expression to Bray and Danny being shoved down my throat. Just like, <laughs> it could kill me, Ebony. <laughs> oh my God. Open wide. <laughs> Here comes Cruella. At times I did feel like it was going to kill me. And still, where we are in the season right now, Danny is less annoying than Celine. Oh, Danny is the least annoying character in the whole show right now. And I think that annoys me. <laughs> These people kill for convenience. They torture. They bring suffering wherever they go. You're not like that. I never meant to harm anybody. Listen. I didn't die. So that means you're not a killer. Just very stupid. So all in all, I'd say it's not too late. Tell me what you know. Everything. A not-so-dead Ebony grills a shocked Patsy about what she knows about the Chosen and her part in trying to get her killed, switching between threatening and recognising the guilt that Patsy is struggling with in order to get her answers. So yeah, let's start with that panel. What did you make of Ebony's interrogation of Patsy here? You can see Ebony's done this before to people because he knows perfectly well how to get the answers she wants while making sure Patsy is scared enough to help her. He's also comforting her and, yes. you know, making sure she will tell her the truth. Mm-hmm. She's uh, being making her comfortable enough that she doesn't shut down. Yeah, which is a very smart way to do this. Yeah, I like the interrogation. I like the energy that Ebony is bringing. I like mm-hmm. the guilt that Patsy is feeling. It feels very genuine. This is mm-hmm. not what she had signed up for. This is not what she thought she was involved in. And her guilt feels genuine. Like, I, I, I'm a kid. I never wanted anyone to get hurt. But I am the one who led her there. What does that make me? And, yeah. you know, Trudy, I trusted her. I love her. And she sent me there and she knew what was going to happen. And I can't, can I believe anything else she's told me about the Chosen? And she might be thinking about stuff that Trudy has done this whole time that she was able to rationalize. And and now she's questioning all of it, mm-hmm. you know. And I like how Ebony recognizes very quickly that, like Jack didn't plant the bug of his own volition that mm-hmm. she's not the target of her ire. She's not the big problem. She's an obstacle. She's information. I like how she makes it clear to Patsy. I have mm-hmm. really good reason to be pissed off at you. Yeah. So don't test me. But like you said, at the same time, she's making her comfortable enough so that she doesn't shut down Yeah. and even comforts her. Like you're not a murderer. Yeah. I'm still alive. You know what I mean? Yes. And, uh, yes. It's just really good energy, nice tension, you know, um, just the right amount of fear to keep Patsy in check. Like, don't test me, okay? You did lead me to what could have been my Mm -hmm. death, little girl, so I've got no patience. And it was just really good, really well acted between the two of them. Yes. I was just going to say they both did so well. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Major, really, with Patsy Mm -hmm. in the last, you know, this last half of this season. As much as I, you know, Patsy annoys me. Um. I I, gen- I see the genuine, you know, like guilt and her regret and her confusion. And you see all of that play through her, you know. Um, and I feel for her. I feel really bad for her. But I'm so grateful that Chloe was just like, I got you. 
Yeah. Even after everything, you know. I love the snap. Also, the lights go out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to comment on Ebony's outfit, but <laughs> Ebony I love her great. comeback outfit. Yes. <laughs> she looks mm-hmm. so good. I think this is one of my favorite yeah. looks. Like that's okay. I needed a make. I needed a makeover anyway. Okay, Jaffa. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thanks for the bath. You you did me a favor. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just had it hidden away somewhere under the docks, mm-hmm. as one does. Of course, in case you know you get ran off the road by a van. Ebony's always prepared. I think she learned her lesson after season one when her locos turned on her and she didn't have a backup. It was only because of Bray she got out of there. And uh, so I think this time she was prepared and she probably has stashes all over the city. Absolutely. She's been so paranoid, you know. I got to have my Fenty, you know, and uh, (laughs) just in case, Mm -hmm. especially when she's talking about, I know these guys would sell me out over a pair of shoelaces. She learned her lesson. What is it with you anyway? You're not the petty I used to meet. No. What? Um, when did you last change her? Does Trudy let you change her? No. I just haven't. Why? Patsy, this baby's a boy. So yeah, do you remember how you initially reacted to the, re- the revelation that Brady was an imposter. And what did you make of Chloe's words to Patsy and their reconciliation? Great scene. Excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. Of all the reveals, this is right up there with finding out Danny's father. Yeah. You know, made the virus. It was yeah. such a good, satisfying reveal. And things that, you know, I had accepted already that, okay, Jaffa is keeping the baby and all that jazz. But even more of Trudy's behavior made so much more sense. The minute Chloe was like, has she ever let you change her? And, you know, Patsy actually has to think about it for a second. Yeah. And she's thinking, oh, I don't think she's ever stopped me. But no, I haven't changed the baby in all this time. And this baby is a boy. I was like, yes, that is a great yes. reveal. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. How satisfying is it, too, that Chloe was the one, oh. you know? Ah, that girl earned it. She deserved that. Ah, even the way it, 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 it like evolves with the fact that the reason Chloe's able to get in there is because of Patsy's headspace. It felt really organic and natural. Patsy's just not in the game right now. And I was just like, oh, so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as we could see, Chloe was already there before Trudy left because they had this split second shot of her looking into that room while Trudy was you know telling Patsy that she was going to have to take care of Brady for a bit. So she did observe that, and then Brady started screaming while Trudy was gone. Or, well, I say Brady, but not Brady. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, it, I think it was great that Chloe could be the one to come in, to, you know, just go to Patsy, tell her, what on earth are you doing? Why aren't you taking care of this kid? And then just... You know, seeing what's going on and trying to help her friend. Mm-hmm. It's a great conversation. The yeah. dialogue is yes. on point. I love the things that they're saying to each other. I, I like uh, Patsy's explanation because we've seen it with our own eyes. It's not like we saw something else and Patsy's just making up a story. We mm-hmm. we saw everything she's explaining to Chloe. You know, I especially love when she was like, I felt like I owed her something because she'd forgiven me. 
And I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like all of those little emotional manipulations and how they worked on Patsy. And um, I love what Chloe's saying to her, you know, like, if you didn't want to look after the baby, why did you? Or does nobody say no to Trudy anymore? I love when Patsy's like, you know, they'll think we're crazy, you know, and and Chloe's just like, that's what everybody already thinks. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. she's just done with that. She's not scared of the confrontation. Because she's had to carry this by herself, knowing there is yes. just something not right. And so she's like, this is what we play for, Patsy. You know, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I especially this was my favorite moment in the conversation when Chloe is comforting Patsy, reminding her we've always been there for each other, you know, and who was it who stood by you when these things were happening? And Patsy gives out a clue. And I think it was mentioned in the episode of Bob's death with Tamsin about how Bob's death would have affected Patsy because her answer was, but we couldn't Mm -hmm. stop him from dying. Could we, you know, and it speaks to why Trudy's security meant so much to her, you know, as much as she loved Chloe, she's still a little girl who just wanted someone to make her feel safe. And like these bad things, that person would stop Mm -hmm. these bad things from happening. Yeah. You know, and that's what Trudy had made her feel like. And uh, the fact that it still pains her to even say that out loud, we couldn't stop Bob from dying. And they never got any justice for it. You know, this was the last member of the family and there was nobody got any punishment for his murder, you know, and I just, everything about that conversation was beautiful. And the way Chloe answers, but we mourned him together. That's what it's about, Patsy. You know, we can't stop the bad things from happening, but we can still stand through them together. That's how we get through it. And, mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect scene. It really cho- shows the maturity, too. They have maturity. Um, I'm just, I'm really grateful. It sucks that this is where, this is how it had to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. But at least they were able to come back together. And Chloe, Chloe I think Chloe knew she'll come back eventually. You know what I mean? She yeah, just didn't like, give up on her because she exactly, loved her. Exactly. Sometimes we need someone to fight for us when we go astray. We may not deserve them, but we need it. Oh, and the way Patsy just crumbles because she, uh, Trudy was so good at isolating her from everyone. First convincing her she didn't need any of them because Trudy would provide everything she needed, emotional support, mm-hmm. and comfort, and protection. And then what happens when she can't trust Trudy? She felt like she had no one. And here comes Chloe, like, I've never left. I've been waiting for you. And I'm still yeah. here. I don't care how badly you messed up. I will always freaking love you. And just Patsy, like Sarah Major's face, the way she crumbles because that is what she yeah. needed in that moment i messed up so bad chloe i don't know what to do and here's chloe like we're gonna figure it out together like we always have mm-hmm. yeah but that's consistent for chloe too mm-hmm. in, in season one with the if you're virus i'm virus right yeah, yeah. yeah. don't get me started <laughs> I know, I, you already have me tearing up so don't even start okay mm-hmm. uh it's just beautiful um and I, i'm really glad it, it, we're finally here it was a really nice reconciliation. There have been times when characters, friends have fallen out and I either the I didn't care for the falling out or I just didn't feel like the reconciliation honored what had been lost. And this mm-hmm. is one of the few times where two characters come back together after a fracture that it felt truly earned and it felt like they were mm-hmm, saying yeah. what needed to be said to each other and it it really felt like there was love. It honored to, it honored yes. what had been mm-hmm. lost. You know, and now yeah. we've got it back. We can rebuild from here. And it, ah, 
Like you girls. Yeah, there was never any hate. You know, there was never any hate in, in, on Chloe's part. Um, she just she was she was sad too. You know, she'd lost her friend, so she was angry. But with like you brought up the other the other friendships, you know, like Dal and Jack, mm-hmm. and 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 Lex and Ryan, and like Lex never ever deserves to be forgiven most of the time with as far as Ryan. But this one, yeah. good job. They did a good job to the two girls. One of those scenes that can make you angry because you're like, why have you not given these girls more to do? These actresses yeah. can do it. You yes. know? Okay, yeah. Yes. Yes. They're so young and they're so good at this. Absolutely, you should be given more because, yeah, I was just thinking yeah. as you guys were speaking. I also love how they just left the baby. <laughs> we, yeah. we never see yeah. this. I don't think we ever see this baby boy again. He's just put back down for a nap and forgot. Uh, <laughs> screw this baby. <laughs> Stranger danger. It's not Brady. It's fine. <laughs> fine. <Yeah. laughs> I, I do like that. The girl's first instinct on who should we tell is, we'll go to Tyson because Tyson's the only one who actually ever listens to us. It's true. Mm. Yeah, you know she's closed-minded, but she's not. Yeah, and after everything, at least they realize Tyson is the one to go to, not Celine. Mm. <laughs> Even though Celine used to look after them, you know, but they can see that something's yeah. not right, and I yeah. think that Chloe's felt that way for a while. <laughs> yeah, they know she's going to be useless. Yeah, that that was nice too. It just made sense having the conversation. Who do we tell, and who's going to freaking believe us? You know, and. uh and I liked it because this is the first time Patsy's acknowledging what Chloe's been going through. Mm-hmm. Nobody believing her about something being wrong. And, uh, you know, saying, like, they're not going to take it on our word alone because I've watched you try, you know. So why and wouldn't they take the baby? Why would they believe us together? They'll just think we made <laughs> up or whatever. And I love how Chloe's like, hmm, that's a good point. Tyson, Tyson will listen to us. No matter what, you know, and um, I just I was like, yeah, that was a really great conclusion for them to come to. Because even if Tyson doesn't didn't believe them, she would have validated this is how they feel, you know, yeah, and like to yeah. maybe talked yeah. it through with them. So I thought that was yeah. But Maggie, you made a fair point on what I just heard you say. Why didn't they take the baby? <laughs> because how easy is that to go? Look, this is who she told us was Brady. Look this at it. Look at boy. its bits. It's obviously I mean... a boy. <laughs> This is a boy. Why is yeah, that, a boy? That is probably the one <laughs> little slip up in the writing. If you really want these girls to be able... To, but again, that just means they don't want the girls to be able to convince anybody quick enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because true. That's fair. That's they fair. want their to people to be like, what are the girls talking about? Because, you know, the, you that's what we see. Yeah. The girls try to tell people. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts arguing and discussing among themselves. As if these girls would lie about something like this. But whatever. And... And then the girls are like, well, I didn't even got time to argue with you. We've got to get to Bray and the others. And yeah, that was a very smart way to go about it. Even mm-hmm. though it just would make more sense to show them the baby. <laughs> just call someone into the yeah. room and be like, you, look what I just discovered about the baby. You know what I mean? Like, even if they didn't believe Trudy was the chosen, they'd have questions. <laughs> hey, that's exactly it. There would yeah. be many questions. Like, I'd love, I'd love to see Trudy talk her way out of that one. Where's the real you, baby? How did your kid grow extra body parts? Trudy, I've never, I've never held your baby, but I'm pretty sure I knew she didn't have a penis. I'm pretty sure on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trudy's defense, she would never let anybody get close enough. Like, it, when, the, when the kids ran, ran out of that room made sure that like yeah yeah <laughs> I, I know i know and i yeah like i was like it's, yeah but they could just start screaming 
and they refuse to give the baby back. Like, make a freaking scene. Rip God, the diaper cool. off. Charge in Wait, with yes, that baby. Pee pee like, first. <laughs> <laughs> this is a boy. <laughs> That's how you start the conversation. <laughs> That's a boy, baby. Yeah, it's one of those necessary loopholes, like or not plot holes, right? Mm-hmm. Like a necessary contrivance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been devastating to that poor little baby being thrown around from person to person, going, "Look, it's a boy! Yep, that, it's a boy!" Yep. I'm now <laughs> seeing Jack a having a. I'm having. I'm seeing Jack having a genuine moment of confusion and being like, "Wait, girls don't have penises, right?" <laughs> yeah, like. I'm pretty sure I know that much. <laughs> I wonder if you would ask Ellie to check. Oh. It's fine. I imagine that the baby was rescued very shortly after the Chosen came in. It's fine. Y- you knew I was getting mad, and you still arranged some tribal gathering that you know is going to need security. Lex, I don't think Bray planned it purposely. Whose side are you on? The side of reason. Bray obviously thinks you're the best man. Otherwise, he wouldn't be here. Think of this as an opportunity to get back to where you used to be. Top man? Yeah, whilst Danny prepares to host the meeting of the tribe leaders, which is organised to rally against Ebony, Bray asks a honeymooning Lex to organise security. And though Lex is initially reluctant, Tysan does manage to talk him around, implying that he'll be able to get his old standing back within the tribe. So yeah, I want to talk about that specifically. What do you make of Tysan and Lex's dynamic here as a couple? Yeah, they keep showing that they're... Well, basically the only functional couple we see in the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they are. No, yeah, I agree. I was, I was thinking. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Lex, but still. Um, but yeah, Tysan has a point and Lex knows it. Yeah. And she knows what to say, you know, like what to get his, get him going, right? Like to give him that little ego boost. Um, but it is true. Uh, and I love that he trusts her enough to, to listen. Because yeah, that's what it is, eventually. He knows that Tyson would not agree to this if it didn't make the most sense. Yeah. And she can explain it in a way to him so that it seems the most beneficial to him as well. Yeah. Just a nice example of how they speak to each other and um, a healthy way of convincing someone you love to do something they don't want to do you know, but pointing out why it would be a good idea. Mm -hmm. While at the same time, she doesn't like chastise him for not wanting to do it. You know, like she doesn't say, oh, why are you being selfish, Lex? It's just our wedding, you know, our honeymoon. That's all, you know, she doesn't, she she validates the fact that of course he wants to spend the time with her. She wants to spend the time with him too. But Bray wouldn't have asked if it wasn't important and he didn't do it on purpose just to mess up our time together. You know, this is Bray, remember who it is. And yeah, you know, you, this is what you've been wanting, and his planning skills. And you know, it's like you're, and of course, like you said, his trust. Like, yeah, he doesn't get defensive. He's just like, yeah, you're right, babe. I do want that. Yeah. I do want to get back yeah. in there. You know, I want to get back on top. I want to prove my worth. And I know you're right. I just like arguing with Bray anyway. It's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just basically, yeah, 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 you know. And he's one of the few women to actually speak back to well her man in this case because you know honestly if it had been sandra i think she would have instantly agreed with lex 
Oh, for sure. She would have been. She would Because she, she's, yeah. because it's her wedding day too. Right. You know? like, <laughs> like, I mean, for, for sure. Absolutely. Um, like, Tysan and, and, and Lex, I, I think are very, they even each other out really well. Yeah. He brings her back down from the clouds, you know, uh, and then she keeps him level. Like, she keeps him, mm-hmm. if you will, or tries to. She does her best. It's still Lex. They're like the elements balancing each other yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I even like the idea that you, you know, being that so in love at that age, that the idea of being apart for a few hours was just like, what? Are you kidding me? That hurts. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. You know, I'm at this age and I still feel that way. So, you know, so I thought that was cute too. And, you know, (laughs) the way she said, and we'll make up for last, lost time when we get back. And yeah, like that's actually a painful sacrifice for them to have to give up a few hours of your honeymoon apart. (laughs) I mean, and I can totally imagine how Lex interpreted that. Okay, we can make up for lost time then. Oh, he yeah, and she knew that's exactly what she implied. Yeah, I'm gonna break y'all back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just give me a couple of hours, and you know, you go do that, and then we're all set to go again. She even gives him a smile, like, "Go be useful, you sexy man." Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. Go do your job. Like, let me see you work. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. He's like, I'll wash dishes while I'm at it. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I, I, I just, I love them. Like, and that's, and she sees, she can see what he's capable of doing, you know, um, and that he wants to do better and be better. And, um, I think with her, he is. Yeah, he is. Say that she just looked so beautiful this particular morning with her yep. hair down uh, and that yeah. robe uh, and. Yeah, I don't want to leave her either. I would be fighting Bray too. I'm like, you kidding me? (laughs) Get out of my room! I would be like, Bray, are you looking? Can you see this? (laughs) I get it, Bray. You don't have this waiting at home for you, but I do. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, Oh, burn! I was going to say, as awkward as they're trying to make Jack out to be, I was thinking Bray was a bit awkward there. That way, he was standing Mm -hmm. right up close to the like. Give him a bit of room, <laughs> <laughs> sir. You this you know what happens on a honeymoon. You, why are well, you standing there? It almost insinuates that Bray like caught them, and because you notice Lex yeah. is just getting dressed, and Tysan has only put on a robe. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay, and Bray's like, okay. look, I'm sorry, but something important has come up, and I, 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 and um, I kind of need you to, you know, make sure my girlfriend doesn't get killed. Uh, and I saw your butt. And I saw your butt. <laughs> and I saw your butt. Actually, it makes kind of sense, Liz. Yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't think about yeah, that. no, yeah, that, that's it. That's the canon mm-hmm. now. Like, Bray's thought bubble should be like, I never thought to use a ceiling fan that way. I, okay. Um, <laughs> back to matters of hand. Um, so, no wonder he I've... married her. Okay, so okay. That's what I could have gotten if I had chosen Tysan over Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are a creative pair. I'll give you that. <laughs> This probably adds to yeah why Jack was so awkward and later on with Ellie, it, mm-hmm. if he had walked into like that. Mm-hmm. Him and Ellie haven't been together at this point yet, have they? No, I don't they think so. Uh, I don't think it's something that Jack is ready to even think about. No, 
And it's like, if, if you were Jack and you're just learning human emotion and, um, this you know, seems you're overwhelming. Yeah, it would be incredibly overwhelming. I, cause so much, I mean, sorry, I don't want to jump ahead to it, but you did bring it up. So much of his awkwardness about the wedding and things, the romance of it. I wonder if his fear is that this is something Ellie would want and he's still mm -hmm. in baby. He's like, he's still in relationships for babies, you know, in his yeah. development. And he's probably like, I wouldn't uh -oh. even think of these things. What if she wants that? And I'm, I'm not even past kissing, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to make out a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm still death. thrilled by the wonder of your lips, Ellie. Yes! I'm not yes. ready for anything else, and I don't know what to do with all these, all this stuff. You want me to touch your what? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where those body parts go? Eh. <laughs> I'm confused. Who has the penis? <laughs> don't know! <laughs> I don't know! Oh shoot! Uh, There's a lot of penis talk this episode. What are we doing? Blame the baby. Chloe brought it into the baby. conversation. <laughs> well, you got a good reason why I should risk my life for them after the way they treated me. No one deserves what they're gonna get if we don't help them. Then help them, Alice, but don't expect me to. So yeah, um, what'd you make of the scenes between them and their relationship between Ebony and Alice? Why didn't we get more? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I wanted more. I know. Yeah. I really, really wanted more. And I'm, I was just so thrilled of having Ebony rescue Alice. It's just. I was really hoping that she'd go after her. Mm -hmm. That Ebony would go after Alice. Oh my gosh. From the first time they confronted themselves over Tyson and realized they were an equal match for each other. Like this is just feels mm -hmm. like the. the the culmination of all that of them yeah. fighting together yeah. and you know even the fact that ebony embraces her you know she takes yeah. alice's yes. embrace in yeah. the room she doesn't shy away yes. from it she's just as grateful to have found alice safe and in one piece as alice is to have been rescued and to know that nothing happened to ebony because yes. alice knew ebony mm -hmm. too had been harmed you know and yeah. so it's just this beautiful love between females that has nothing to do with a guy or rom romance it's just sororal love and respect yeah. and i love the conversation you know like when ebony's like you go over that wall i'll have your back alice doesn't even question it because she trusts yeah. her on this level she came in here to get me you know i trust her mm -hmm. to watch my back and I like the fact that their differences in personality are there. Like, Ebony doesn't have a change of heart to go rescue the mall rats. That doesn't make any sense. And of course, Alice isn't going to just walk away and run away. You know, she's like, my sisters. Yeah. Even She even says, even if I didn't have my sister back there, they deserve to know. None of them deserve what's going to happen. I, I like how Ebony is still holding a grudge. And girl, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I would too. Yeah. I would totally hold yeah. a grudge against the mall rats. And saying like why what if I don't I mean what if I don't want to help them you know who says I want to help them at all and um and I love what she says yeah. after what they did to me and Alice doesn't argue the point she's just like nobody yeah. deserves what's going to happen to them it's not about you Ebony and and that respectful handshake of like okay I get it you gotta go your way I gotta go mine I mm. hope you stay safe. I, you know what I mean? Thank you. Mm -hmm. There's just so much being yeah. said in that little handshake. And it's not just the hands. It's the arm. The whole yeah. arm. That is a mo that's camaraderie. Men in the arms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. Exactly. And I mean, Alice doesn't even owe 
half of how much Ebony risked to get back to her. Because Ebony went into that mall not knowing what to, what she'd find there. Find Patsy to find out what happened to Alice. True. She even had to ask Patsy, yeah. are the chosen yeah. in here? Did they actually do what you say they did? She went in there with no idea yeah, what she, she was no really clue. walking into just to get to Alice. And she went in not knowing if Jaffa wasn't there, you know, having control of everything mm -hmm. because all she wanted to do was save Alice. And it speaks so much. It's like a guidebook on how to make a bad guy interesting. Yeah, it's, you know, it says so much about how attached she is to Alice. Respect. Uh, yeah. I like that moment of uh, that pause when Ebony stops. And Alice, you know she's hoping that Ebony will come back with her and help her. Mm -hmm. And they let it sit for a second so that even you're wondering, what is Ebony going to say? Is she going to say good luck to Alice? Be careful. And yet she's still Ebony. You didn't see me. But you almost get the sense that there was something else she might have wanted to say. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. but she's Ebony. She's not going to say it. And the slight disappointment on Alice's face, but also that moment, that sense of like, I should have known. Of course, you know. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Take care of yourself, you know. Um, and that's it. We don't get any more. And it just makes me sad. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> Even that moment before where Ebony's like, you go first. I'll walk back. It's like, oh, my God. Why can't we get this more of this? <laughs> so good. And then Who the, else yeah. would Ebony let go first? Okay. Yeah. No one. No one. Right. <laughs> Baby Bray. Baby Bray. Baby Bray. Yeah. Just so she and that's only because she's it. thinking, once we get out of here, I'm going to make you have my babies or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. You're going to make him have her baby. <laughs> <laughs> no one else she'd trust to go first. Like, and, and she'd watch your back. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, yeah. Because yeah. the only way Ebony would say that to anyone else is if she wasn't planning on watching their back. Pretty much. Yeah, that's right. No, 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 go ahead. I got you covered. Yeah, basically. Basically, yeah. Like, you know, Amber, you go first. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch your back and hold a crossbow. I do love how even in the midst of being with the Chosen, happily betraying Ebony, all she had to do was get him in her grasp and he was terrified of her. <laughs> she was like, you're going to help me? And she just shows him the fist and he caved. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what do you think Jaffa's going to do to you, Axel? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I actually thought that scene was a bit weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, grabs him by the neck and shows her fist. And like, well, what do you think? Yeah, I, Jaffa will kill, throw you off a roof. Like, what would you... Like, like, I, <laughs> I also love the idea that his helping was her knocking his butt out. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I just need you out of the way. It was almost like a merciful thing to do for him because like he has a plausible excuse as to why he, you know, mm -hmm. she got in, she knocked yeah. him out, she attacked him, you know? And <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't Ebony, I would say it was like a mercy move from somebody who cared enough that they didn't want to see Axel dead. <laughs> it's Ebony. So I can't it's say Ebony. that. Um, it, but, yeah, it was, but, uh, but she knows Jaffa quite well. So who knows? Maybe there might be that tiny part of her that just that's just thinking, okay, I've already seen one of my guys, well, former guys, dead in my pool. Maybe I don't want him to end up there. I don't know. I can't give her that credit because of how um, much Ebony can hold a grudge against someone who's crossed her. 
and um, and she's condemning the Mallrats to death. And it's just like, <laughs> whatevs. <laughs> you guys said bad things about me. <laughs> so I don't think she spared Axel because she actually cared about him in any way or his fate. I think no. it was just more convenient to do it this way because she mm -hmm. was focused on Alice. Yeah, otherwise it would just take time. Like we never, I don't know if we see Axel again, so she could have easily just broke that kid's neck. I'm just saying, like, we don't see Axel again. So that could have been his dead corpse hitting the floor. <laughs> I love how the Chosen ran into Alice's room. No sense of awareness. None! They walked into that ass whooping. Not, they're all, a, they do it every time. Every time. Every time. Like, they've just been taught, just put your weapons up and run. And thank you. I will tell you this moment. Now, I there are lots of things I like about season three, and I like what the rebels do. But I feel like this sole scene with Ebony and Alice working together, and then standing in the doorway to share a look, was superior to a scene where um, Ebony, Lex, and Bray all do the same thing when they attack the Chosen. Yeah. And even though I love that scene, they ruin it by introducing themselves to <laughs> unconscious bodies. And I just love that Alice and Ebony are focused on what they're doing so they don't ruin it with any yeah. cheese. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know, the boys make Ebony stupid. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. And the boys make each other stupid. Like, you guys, they can't hear you. Who are you introducing yourselves to? Who, who's this for? For them. You standing there alone is already cool enough. You didn't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What, what happened? Don't go in there, it's a trap. What? It's a trap. They're chosen there after all the tribe leaders. You're loony. You know that? It's true. I've seen them. I know their plans. Oh, uh, yeah? How? Right, we've got to get out of here. Hey, you guys take cover in the outbuildings. I'm going to get Danny. Planning to warn the rest of the Mall Rats, Patsy and Chloe are stopped by Trudy and end up fleeing instead. While Trudy sabotages the Mall's defenses, the girls race to the tribe leaders' meeting where they are able to warn Bray just as the Chosen surround the building with Danny and the rest of the leaders trapped inside. So yeah, what did you make of the cliffhanger to this episode? May I just say, I loved the way Chloe screamed. Yes! That's your run, it's just... <laughs> and it captures that whole being freaked out by Trudy vibes he had earlier when, in another episode, when Trudy did the stuff with the doll and freak Chloe out, and it just captured that whole vibe of, run, she's terrifying, she can do tons of evil things to you. And Trudy was that level of, yeah, Trudy was clearly that level of creepy. She was pulling off some massive creepy Yes, vibes. yes. Like, even the I was like, too. just to exit stage left, girls, quickly, backwards. Just walk away. She's like a Do weeping angel. Don't take your eyes off of her. <laughs> mm -hmm. She was pulling that off. And um, even though part of me was like, Chloe, you just gave up the ghost. Now she knows that you two are kind of on to her. But at the same time, I can't fault Chloe's reaction. Me <laughs> neither. <laughs> Betsy, run! <laughs> I have had that thought a few times this season, mm -hmm. though. And it speaks to their age. So yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's definitely got creeper vibes. Uh, Trudy is terrifying, mm -hmm. even while she's trying to placate. It's the moment she says, "I have something for you, dude." I would have been gone. Like, yes, I, I, uh, uh, no thanks. No thanks. You are not getting us alone, woman. No. 
Nope. She's like, I have something for you in my room. In this, uh-uh. in a, in a tone that I'm thinking like, mm. come, come, little girl, I have something for you in my van. Yeah. Yep. No. Chloe's no. like, I've already received a gift from you. No thanks. <laughs> Never let them get you to a secondary location. No. <laughs> Oh, but I think that, you know, it's a culmination of all this, right? We're here. We're mm-hmm. at it. This is it. Like, there's no going back at this point. Everything's nope. downhill from here. And it's just perfect. The girls are so terrified. And, yeah. And Tonya pulls that creeper vibe off so well. Well, yeah, I mean, she she's very good at what she does. really like how... Um, now, Chloe, you can tell from her behavior, she she ain't got time. She ain't got time for no. what that, uh, Trudy mm-hmm. has to say. But, you know, Patsy almost immediately falls back into su- this the role of subservience with Trudy mm-hmm. that she's been playing this whole time. And she had said something to Chloe that I really liked. I would, I, I, She said it to uh, Ebony as well. I was just doing what I was told. I'm not allowed to ask questions. You know, which, again, just speaks to why she was so easy to control. And um, so here's she feels like she has to answer Trudy's questions and struggling with what she was able to do so easily. And now that she has seen Trudy in a completely different light and realizing that everything Trudy told her was not a lie, Mm -hmm. but the way it was colored for her was a lie and uh, struggling with that and struggling with how, how do I. I, I wasn't afraid of her before, but now I am, you know, and um, I just, I, that was subtle, but I really liked, and I like how, you know, tr- uh, Chloe's the one who makes the executive decision. We don't have to keep talking to her. We just need to run. <laughs> Let's just get mm-hmm. away from her. Yeah. Like, that's a choice, Patsy. We can do that. And the fact that Patsy went with her. You yep. Know? She's like, okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. This is good. This is what we're doing now. I think that really, you know, goes to show that Patsy really does need someone to tell her what to do. Yeah. And she she, she needs that. Um, and and we, we've always yeah. seen that with these two, you know? Chloe's mm-hmm. the one who, can, who does things on her own and who makes up her own mind about things. Whereas Patsy is a follower. Yes. I'm suddenly wondering, though, if these girls were scared that Trudy might have done something to the real Brady. That's possible. Yeah, like where is the baby? You kind of question yeah. a lot of things in that moment. All you know is that she's been lying yeah. to you, and you yep. can't trust anything she has told you at this point. And yeah, like that's all you've got at that point for these poor girls. Just like you know, even if you believed some of what she was saying, like like you're, say you're Chloe, yeah, you you know she was kidnapped, and now you know she got out of there with her baby, but you're questioning other things about her, all that stuff. Once you saw that mm-hmm. baby's junk, you were just like, okay, nothing that's come out of her mouth can be the truth. Nothing. You yeah, know what I mean? Nothing. Um, and for Patsy, that was just, oh, wow. Okay. I got taken for a fool, you know, big time. Mm-hmm. Just because I was remorseful. That's really what it came to. She, Her guilt is what Trudy used against her, you know, and she was just sorry for having put Trudy through something horrible and she hadn't meant to. And was doing everything in her power to make up for it. And Trudy was able to take advantage of that. And yeah. Um, I like the scene with the chosen showing up to the meeting. Um, I'm proud of the girls for prioritizing getting to the meeting as quickly as possible to warn the leaders. It you know, it doesn't work out for them, but I like that that was their choice to do that first, you know, to recognize yeah. the urgency in 
you know, because once, like, just understanding enough that if they le- catch the leaders, we're all screwed, you know, because mm-hmm. we all need someone to tell us what the frick to do. And, uh, you know, I, I did, you know, some of it I'm like, okay, why would the girls lie about this? But whatever. At the same time, I'm like, yeah, Lex likes to argue. That's what Lex does. Of course yeah. he's going to argue about this rather than be like, gee, huh you know with all the things that have been happening lately that actually makes a lot of sense you know or whatever yeah but it's it that's probably because lex does not want it to be true simply because you know trudy being back and alive and well with that baby took away his guilt over that i just mean in that immediate moment his knee-jerk reaction is to argue because you know that's what lex does you know and then bray seems to be the only one who's like who's listening and trying to process the information very quickly Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have time to process what the girls are saying you know and like Mm -hmm. you can see him like wait 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 because he doesn't immediately go like what are you guys talking about you don't know what you're talking about it's more like he's processing what they've just said and what's been going on like putting all the pieces you can see the train boarding Mm -hmm. the station with bray and hitting him all at once like we've got to get Danny. We got to get the leaders out of there. Like the fact that he's yep. so quick to uh believe that they are at least in danger. I can get the facts later. The leaders are in danger. Danny is in danger. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And then even that, it's too late. You know. And finally, being faced with the thing that he hasn't wanted to face. Mm-hmm. Yes, people worship your dead brother. Okay. Bro? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know you've never wanted to believe that. But this is his legacy. It sucks, but this is what it is. Because Lex is like, what are those things? And Bray didn't have a moment that had zoot. Nope. I know exactly what that's about. Yep. 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 I did love that. And, you know, the way that Jaffa just is just walking towards him, all comfortable and happy with himself with, okay, I'm going to do this. But yeah, Bray's face, the moment he realizes that. These idiots worship his brother. It's just, I think it's perfect for this moment. He's never going to be free of him, you know? Nope. There's no escaping. Even now he's gone, you're still stuck with the ghost of your little brother and the crazy things he's done. The parts of his brother he does not want to reconcile. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he wants to remember Martin as Martin and not the legacy he did leave behind. Right. Right. The only thing that bugged me, but it wasn't just, it wasn't like just to this episode, it's other episodes that do this too. Bray and Danny, they can never decide which side of the line Bray and Danny stand on when it comes to certain issues. They will argue the same issue over and over again, but they'll just be on opposite sides of it over and over again. So today... Danny's the one who's not sure any of this is going to work and <laughs> seems reluctant to really like go forth with it and Bray's the one who's super confident about it but it feels like only a few episodes ago it was Danny who was pushing for it and believed yeah. this is what they mm-hmm. needed yeah. and Bray was like why would they listen to us and they do this over and over again with these two yep. and it feels like it's because Danny and Bray are not very well defined when it comes to how they stand on issues mm-hmm. and so they just wobble back and forth as to it's just so they can have an argument or a discussion or have something to say to each other but it's just like <laughs> you keep forgetting oh. <laughs> where people should stand on this issue bray is the one who should be more reluctant that is bray 
because Bray doesn't like confrontation and he does fall into denial a lot. It would make more sense if in every single one of these conversations, it was Bray being like, I don't know if this is going to work and bringing up his concerns and Danny be the one pushing for it. But they can never yeah. stay consistent about it. And it drives me nuts. No. Well, right. they needed Danny to be skeptical because she's the one that disappears now. It's fine. Yeah. It's almost like she knows you're sending me in there yeah. for my doom, Bray. Why are you doing this, Bray? Why are you doing this? Why? I thought and you Bray, loved like me. that guy. That guy who cut the brakes in your car is like, no, 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 go <laughs> to Starbucks and pick me up a coffee. <laughs> I don't need to go with you. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm brushing my teeth. Just get in the car. <laughs> Just get in the car. Yeah, and it made so much sense when Bray was reluctant about this because Bray would never want to see, you know, that Ebony would do something like that. And that's what Danny's after right now, accusing Ebony. Dad, he's like, this is going to work. This is what we have to do. And Danny, for some reason, is dragging her feet all day, but still impatient. It's just, again, that's why I felt said Ella's energy felt off this episode. Like she had just gotten some really bad news before she had to film this. Mm -hmm. And that news was, <laughs> by the way, we're killing you off. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and she was just like, wow, okay. You know, I thought yeah. I was doing a good job. I was trying, you know, and. You know that trap you're walking into? It's an actual trap. You're not getting out. You won't even get a real death scene. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, she embraced energy this whole episode. was like they'd both been told, yeah, this love story's not going anywhere, so we're acting <laughs> it. And they we're were just like, oh, we don't even have to try anymore? Okay. I mean, for real, when Bray was like, oh, Danny, like, it was so... <laughs> I don't know what was the word. It was just so played in the wrong key. It was just so bad. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, could you see them? Like, could you see Lex allowing Ryan and Bray to pull him away? No, was no. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely not. Or even Celine. Yeah, yeah. there. Like, oh. Bray's just like, oh, oh, oh. Well, no, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I tried. I tried to get. <laughs> I, I mean. In Ryan's case, they would have not had to knock him out. Yeah. Right. Like, Ryan would have not stopped Ryan, no. Bray's energy was very, no, wait, come back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, no, that, that wasn't good at all. <laughs> it, it never really, it doesn't do a good job explaining why Danny is in such a hurry and why she's annoyed having to wait a few minutes for anything. It just doesn't make any sense why she like they they didn't i don't think they did a good job emphasizing they have to be there by a certain time because the tribe leaders are not in the best terms with them and might leave or whatever like they just don't really do a good job of explaining why she is both reluctant to this meeting but like we gotta go i'm not waiting for you and it's just like for someone who didn't believe the meeting will get you anywhere you seem in a huge hurry to go to do it well they had to give her a moment okay she's been too calm lately and she's done this before stormed off to a meeting yeah so but i'm saying she she hasn't they just before even if the excuse was dumb they still gave her drive for that she was motivated mm -hmm. and i just feel like this episode doesn't motivate danny to be in such a hurry to keep like reiterating that she's not she doesn't want to wait for bray even though at the same time, she's like, it should be you talking to them, you know, or whatever. Like, she clearly wants them to go together. So why does she keep reiterating that she's not going to wait for him 
what are you in such a hurry for? Like just one line about if we're not there on time, her demise may not stay or something. Yeah. Just it was just a little sloppy. Yeah. And an otherwise very strong script. That's that's all I'm saying. It's just like that inconsistency of where Bray and Danny stand on any issue. And it literally changes from one episode to the next. And uh, that's all. But otherwise, it's a great script. Great episode. But that just always kind of bugged me a little bit. I'm like, why are you in such a hurry, Danny? When you don't seem to want to do this meeting and you don't believe it's going to help you out. Like, I didn't get it if she was like, this meeting was her idea. And she was like, we're going well, to make them listen to us or something. And, you know, and Bray seemed to be dragging his feet. Then I could understand her being like, I'm not waiting for you, Bray. We're getting this done. You know, or yeah, but he's the one telling her it's gonna work, and she's just like, I don't think it will. Yeah, and originally she wanted this. No, originally she wanted this meeting. She wanted to make sure everyone saw what a villain Ebony was in her eyes. And yeah, now she's Bray just told her your daddy would have been so proud of you, and suddenly she storms out there again. Typical. No, but that's pretty much my only criticism. I think it's a good episode. It's very strong writing, fantastic acting, some solid moments that they actually just let the moments hang. They let them sit with us and uh, just they stayed on task with the episode. And there is a sense of inevitable doom perviating mm -hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing you guys are going to do is going to help. <laughs> You're screwed. Nope. Valiant effort, though. But they still give you that Thor god-killing weapon sense that maybe Chloe and Patsy will get there in time. You know what I mean? Like that whole through line gives you that little slight sense of hope that maybe they can stop this or at least get the mall rats away from the danger or something. And, and instead they didn't go for the head, you know? Yeah, at least they could save the ones outside of the mall that weren't within Truby's reach. Okay, since we were being such jerks and we're talking about Bray not really <laughs> trying to get into Danny, it makes Lex's line even better. I'm trying to save your life. You'll thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need her, Bray. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> <sighs> no, no. Just let her go. Guess she's coming back. Amber's coming back. I don't know how. Don't ask me how I know. I'm helping you, buddy. <laughs> You ain't married to her. She isn't important. You'll have plausible deniability to just let Danny go if you don't go in there. If you go in there, you're committed to her. If you stay out here, you can just be like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> and if you stay out here, we're rid of her. Yay! Win-win. <laughs> that brings Series 2, Episode 50 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, please do send a message on our Facebook page on our website thetribe.co.uk so we'll see you next time for episode 51 until then bye 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 bye